It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. This is Unspoiled, covering the Dresden Files. Book six, Blood Rites. Chapters, what is it? 13, 14, and 15. In these chapters... Everybody wants to kill Harry Dresden. Like, everybody just wants to draw a gun or blow a dart or some (laughs) stupid shit. Guys, you ever heard of just, like, I don't know, some guy called... I wanted to call him McCain again. (gasps) Welcome to Unspoiled. John McCain standing in Harry Dresden's living room holding a gun on him. It really loses some of its impact when you're picturing a man that's 75 years old with the friggin' liver-spotted head. John McCain is a succubus. Is something I didn't really need in my life. So He's not a succubus, though. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about fucking, uh... Oh, my God. The guy... The guy that that backed Harry into his his apartment. Kincaid? Kincaid. 
McCain. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not a succubus. I'm just. I was thinking about John McCain holding a gun to the back <laughs> of Harry's head. Um, this is a real rocky start. Hi, everybody. I'm Natasha. <laughs> I'm Rashawn, and I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, you're why really are you talking about Kincaid? Um, because it's just on the heels of Kincaid, like drawing a gun on Harry. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Then okay. we have in this in these chapters somebody blow darts him. Yes, and then someone else is holding a gun to him and shoots his ear. Yes, that which is where I came into this, making my succubus joke because gotcha. I thought you were talking about Lara. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Guys, we are not bringing our A game. You know, <laughs> I had my excuse is that I had one. Five percent alcohol cider on a full stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great excuse. That's a terrible excuse. <laughs> oh man. Um so yeah, these three chapters, these are actually shorter. They're very the short. But they were yeah. action packed. <laughs> I was kinda like after I finished the third one, I was like, mm, maybe I should have done four this week. But I don't like to mess with that because then we get all confused. Yeah, that is true. We're easily confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, these three. What would you think? What would you think? This was a lot of fun. I mean, it ends on kind of a sour note. <laughs> but um, uh, I really enjoyed Harry being super uncomfortable with the uh, porn shenanigans. Yes. Uh, there's a, a, a fantastic exchange with Murphy where he can't, like, say the word boobs or breast. And then she just launches into a litany of expressions for boobs. It goes on for, like, three lines. Boobs? Tits? Yaya? She calls Torpedoes? <laughs> bazongas? Oh, my God. It was pretty good. And then, of course, at the end, we get a nice little reveal about, about, we already knew Lara was a, a wraith and a vampire, but we get, we find out that she's actually Thomas's older sister. Right. Which was, uh, which was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and, and it, uh, introduces a whole other, what she calls the game, right? Or she right. says, are you, are you getting into the game now? With this whole other subplot of like machinations going on within the white court and maybe possibly deposing Thomas's father and he maybe wants to vie for control and so so yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that um Owen isn't really interested in like the white court intrigue, but I really enjoy I love it. it. Yeah. He uh always says that like part of the reason that this is his least favorite book is because the white court features so prominently. Um, and I think he really likes like more monstery mm. like plots mm -hmm. and they are monsters, but right. really they it's very much more like regular people. And, and this is, this like is lots of politics, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. Yeah. Like all the sort of chess moves and trying to get someone out of power and move in and, and alliances and all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a, dare I say, even Game of Thrones-like. Uh, we don't talk about that I was going to say, that might be overstating it a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know that I got a comment on the um, on a post about coming back for Harry Potter, and somebody was like, I just started listening to the first book. Do you guys stay on 
topic a little bit more as it goes on? Or do you always tangent into talking about Walking Dead and Game of Thrones? And I just wrote back, like, LOL, staying on topic is not exactly our MO. <laughs> God, how long ago was it? We, I'm thinking, like, that must be really old because any tangent into Game of Thrones or Walking Dead would just be us complaining, right? I mean, yeah. I, the, I'm pretty sure that I quit Walking Dead only, like, two books into us covering <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, I was really... On the edge, and then I just lost my mind. <laughs> and then Game of Thrones, I don't even know what we were talking about then. But yeah, they were listening to like the, some of the first episodes, oh, apparently. Oh, funny. Um, but yeah, after today and the release of like, oh, yeah, Winds of Winter isn't coming how out here. Funny this is history it? book. <laughs> <sighs> Here's this George. book no one asked for. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Because he, he knows that everybody's going to bitch and moan and then they're going to buy the fucking book. He does not give a fuck about our feelings. He doesn't nope. even pretend to give a fuck about our feelings. He doesn't even know what the word feelings means. He's like, he what? Feelings? I'm sorry. I only know dollar He's signs. like, listen, I wear my little train conductor's hat and hot girls <laughs> sit in my lap and take pictures. You can't bother me. <laughs> I'm going to conduct this hot girl train right into my bedroom. That's not fair. He has a wife. I'm sure he's a loyal man. Does he have a wife? I didn't know that. I think so. Doesn't he? I, I don't know. I don't literally don't know anything about him except that he wears those little hats. I'm worried that if I Google is George R. R. Martin married, it's just going to be a picture of him with an eyebrow raised going, nah, girl, you up? Uh, yes, he is married to Paris McBride. Oh, she kept her own last name. Good for her. Yeah, married his longtime partner in 2011. Oh, he just got married re- fairly recently. Yeah, seven years now. Interesting. Um, yeah. That would have been yeah, after the Santa show was out. Um, hmm. Anyway. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to lock in that show. Right? Now. I would have thought by 2011, he was like, nope. <laughs> She's, he's like, well, I was thinking maybe a Prina. She's like, too late, my friend. Um, anyway. So, to answer your question, no, we do not stay on topic more as time goes on. Um, yeah, so the first chapter is like mostly his conversation with Murphy about what kind of director Arturo yeah. is. Yeah, this I thought was actually really interesting. Um, and I don't know if it was meant to be this interesting, but I was fascinated <laughs> by it. Okay, so what about it? Because we have this idea of a of a porn director and all the sort of preconceived notions that come with that, right? Mm-hmm. But Harry is rifling through his desk and comes across this photo album that's filled with all these clippings, these press clippings. And it turns out that Arturo is actually considered a bit of a rebel in this field. Mm-hmm. He has rules about... Um, not hiring actresses that have been uh, have any kind of surgery, right? Right. He likes which, to... like, how does he know that? But that's fine, right? <laughs> he, he, um, oh, you can tell. <laughs> um, not always. Like some you, of these women, yeah, you can't always tell. <laughs> you're just like, I hope you've had surgery. Otherwise, I just feel really bad. <laughs> Otherwise, there is God is unjust. <laughs> exactly. But um, he makes it a point to cast across um, body type and age 
um, that he will hire people based on their chemistry and and uh, sort of sensuality versus just how good they look. Mm-hmm. And he's made a bit of a name for himself. And also that he comes from a moneyed Greek family that fell on hard times. Yeah. So Harry is looking at all this stuff and he's like respecting him a little bit more mm-hmm. based on all this. Um, Karen, on the other hand, is unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, Karen's just basically like, I don't know, he films people fucking. Right? Yeah. That's about all. You know, like, stop trying to dress it up. <laughs> yeah. And Harry's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, and the the one thing that did rub me wrong was Karen being like, people who choose this kind of life draw problems down onto themselves. Yeah, this is very judgy. I was surprised by this. Yeah, and like he, because she says maybe that makes me cynical, and he's like, "That's tr- it." Yes, you are cynical, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Cynical's not really the word. You want like victim blamey that society is shitty, yeah, and we're blaming people for the problems that society brings to their door." Yeah, but fine, sure. <laughs> he calls her on a little bit, and um, she's just like, "Well, you can't help everybody." And he's like, I don't have to love his lifestyle to want to keep bad things from happening to him. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, go ahead, tell it, Harry. Yes. Appreciate it. Right. And she's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, she's an Irish Catholic. I guess I'm just, you know, I I understand it's hard to get past mm-hmm. things that have been instilled in you right. since you were a child. Right. <laughs> and then right as this is happening, he's having this conversation, uh, some weird thing starts to happen he gets all clammy he his spidey senses are tingling (laughs) and um i love that he just picks up the closest thing which is like this giant ashtray and just wings it at whatever it is that's that's out there (laughs) yeah that is pretty good i didn't like think about what that would look like like if it were being filmed just like picking up whatever is next to him and just chucking (laughs) my first thought was like well what if it's like an innocent bystander (laughs) Ow, God! What the fuck, dude? Oh, sorry. I was uh, just. I thought that you were trying to murder me. I was literally just standing here. Yeah, but I was clammy. What? <laughs> but I was clammy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you even talking about? My God. And then he tries to chase it, but he, like, trips on the phone yes. cord. <laughs> yep. And they just hoof it right out. Oh, man. So, yeah, that yeah. wasn't his finest moment. That's some good shit right there, honestly, though. It really is. <laughs> and then, um, but how about it's a fucking poison dart, though? Right? <laughs> like, of all the things I was expecting, that was not not one of them. My favorite thing about that is his reaction. Like, it's it's like, who gets killed by a dart? Right? Honestly. Like, <laughs> that is some Austin Powers it really He's is. It's almost like, offended by it. It's like a really bad B movie, you know. Uh, like no self-respecting murderer is trying to get people with poison darts in this day and age. <laughs> like Harry's almost low-key offended by it. Right. Yeah, it's um, like you really gotta wonder. Did they actually think they were gonna get him? I feel like they couldn't have. No, I mean that's such a risky. Like they have to be standing so close by 
then I feel like they have to think that they're going to get him because that's such a huge risk to right. take. And it's funny, you know what? I just realized in my head, because it's a poison dart, I imagine someone blowing it. Yes. But that's not necessarily how it had to be. Like, it could have been in some sort of, like, tranquilizer gun. Gut gun or something, right? I feel like, though, it has feathers on the end. Like, that seems old school to it me. It does. Me, too. Me, yeah. too. I feel like somebody blew it at him through one of those little weird tubes, you see, which is insane. Can we talk about what happens if you put that tube up and somebody, like, surprises you and you inhale oh my real God. quick by accident? <laughs> What's the matter? There's a giant feather sticking out of your mouth. (laughs) And then you just like collapse, twitching to the floor, foaming at the mouth. And they're like, I don't know what happened. She gasped and then she just died. There's something wedged in her mouth. Right. What is with the feather on the poison dart? Is that for like aerodynamic purposes? Allegedly, I'm not somebody to ask (laughs) about archery and anything related to it. Like, you don't really need the feather. You could just dip the dart in poison and just call it a day, right? Right. There's a lot going on here. I need answers. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, um, everybody, please illustrate somebody choking to death on a poison dart that we meant to shoot, and they did not. Um. What's happening in other news? So <laughs> he tries to chase this person. He trips. He oh comes back to the phone where Murphy's sitting there going, hello, <laughs> Harry, you okay, buddy? What's happening? <laughs> and he's just like, no, it's fine. Somebody just tried to kill me. They were real bad at it. No big deal. Just a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm right. Like, honestly, like I said, this is happening way too much, but he just doesn't seem adequately concerned about it. But sure, it's fine. So Murphy's um, like, you should probably get out of there now, though. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I've got stuff to do. Yep. <laughs> so she starts to tell him um, that she's going to finish looking into the stuff that he asked her to look into. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going through the notebook and or the photo album, and he comes across pictures of Arturo's wives. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love the names, too. There's a... The first one who was Madge was Elizabeth Guns. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... It's so dated. He says, um, her hair was enormous and stiff looking. Mm-hmm. Which you know, okay, that's like the 80s. <laughs> yep. And then the next one is Raven Velvet. Oh, that's a good name right there. <laughs> And um, this Isn't is the she one... the one that's like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the one we haven't met yet, named Lucille. That's right. the wife we haven't met. And then the last picture is Trixie Vixen, who we have met and we did not like. Right. And it's got. And... Oh yeah. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Gonna... And it's got rotten hell, you pig, scrawled across it. <sighs> that is some satisfying shit. Right there. <laughs> So who like, wrote there that? There was no signature, but I wonder who wrote it. And I am assuming it's whomever Arturo was with <laughs> when Trixie came into the picture. So I'm assuming that it was Mad. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I hadn't like, thought about that, but yeah, okay. He pro- She probably broke up a happy <laughs> home, which like, yeah, jerk off motion. But um, I would assume that you would blame her. 
right? Um, so, yeah, that little peek into Arturo's private life is pretty fun. Yeah. And this um, is when Harry realizes that at this point he's just stalling because he's so uncomfortable and he doesn't want to go downstairs. <laughs> so what do you think of this? <laughs> this was pretty much how I expected it. Um, <clears throat> the sets are never, at least TV can be believed in movies, the sets for these kind of movies are never as um, sexy and alluring as you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. They're always very clinical uh, stopping every five seconds to fix makeup and positions and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, it's just a lot of Harry trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> trying to just not look in that direction mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like He's just yeah. like, what's this thing way over there? In the opposite. <laughs> oh, place. I think somebody was calling. To... Yep, there <laughs> they are. Do you know you didn't hear that? And um, there is a neat little moment with Inari on the phone, and he starts to eavesdrop. Yeah. And turns out she's got a thing with, uh, is it Bobby? Bobby, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I don't care for it, which is really unfair, because I don't know anything about this guy except that one introduction, and I'm holding that against him. <laughs> <laughs> So what when you say I don't care for it initially I thought that you meant because Inari like he gets a vibe off her. Oh no, I just because I think Bobby's awful. <laughs> okay, so you just don't like you like Inari and you're just like you know are better than Bobby. I you know in hindsight I probably should be more concerned for Bobby considering where Inari is or what we right. you know. But I wasn't. <laughs> That's fair. No, I don't blame you. Um but yeah, you're right. I should I should be concerned for him, but I'm not at all. And um, she is on the phone with her dad or someone she's calling Papa. I'm, I'm hoping that it really is her dad and God. there's not a weird, gross thing going on there. Why did you even put that in my head? I'm just saying because I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And then Lara comes on the set and shuts shit down. She walks yeah. up and everything stops. Yep. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) I love her, but I hate her. Oh, I just think like there was a, there was like, like two year probably period of my life where I had this sort of power. I never had this power. Not like that, obviously. It wasn't like, but I didn't realize what it was until it was gone and it stopped happening. And then I was like, oh, that's not just a normal thing. That was, that was something. Yeah. And what, how do I get it back? And it was, it was gone. But gone forever. I never had it. All I had was what you get from just being young. Like there's mm-hmm. a certain cachet to just being a 22 year old woman. Right. Yeah, definitely. I had that, but that's probably about it. <laughs> um, yeah, the woman, the producer, I can't remember her name now. Joan. She, Joan. Thank you. Yeah, she says uh, the woman is Viagra with legs. Yep, that seems like an accurate description. Because Harry has to work hard to keep his wits about him. Right. At one point, he actually just moves like as far away as he can, like to the back of the room. <laughs> oh, Harry, you sweet fool. <laughs> he just can't handle himself. He's trying his best. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, with a supernaturally hot woman, I mm-hmm. guess there's only so much you can do, right? And I, and I think I said this before, but I feel like Harry is probably even especially sensitive to it, even though yeah, she seems to have true. an effect on the whole fucking crew. But I feel like he's probably really sensitive. So this is when he's minding his business, trying not to get in the way, and. The whole night goes on, you know, the scene goes on and on forever and everybody gets tired and it gets late. Mm -hmm. And then he like feels that thing again, right? Yeah. And he goes chasing after, once again, a shadowy figure. (laughs) Into the night, in the dark, by himself, with no backup. (laughs) He doesn't learn, does he? He manages to grab his rod. Oh, grab his rod. Nope, we're done here. We're done. Good night, everybody. (laughs) It's funny because it's like a dick. (laughs) And uh, chases this thing. And it takes a while. Like, it goes on. It feels like a while before Mm -hmm. he finally catches up to this, this, whatever this is. Um... And he trips it, and he tackles it, and there's a fight, and then it gets up, and it runs away some more, and it tries to hop a fence, and he has to, like, fuego the fence. Yeah. And all of this happens to find out that it's fucking Thomas. What the fuck? Did you expect that? Like, No, I did not. What were you thinking here? I thought it was going to be whatever ghoul of the week it was, you know? <laughs> Um, it wasn't supposed to be the person who got him the job on the set. (laughs) That tickles me so bad. Why is it Thomas? (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then, and, okay. So it's Thomas, who, who could have just yelled to Harry at any point during this chase. Hey, it's me. I don't think he realized he was being chased by Harry. Okay, that's a good point. No, 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 wait, though, because Harry tackles him at one point. Remember? Uh, I mean, I don't know that he got a look at him. He just knows he's just been tackled by a person. Well, that's true, but... No, what, no, because, because the shadowy figure was watching them. Right? They were, he was watching, but... Then he ran, and that was when Harry spotted him. Was when he, like, took off. Right? Mm. It, it just says that Harry was watching from the back, away from Lara, so he could get his head together. There's a movement from the darkness at the rear of the studio, only a few feet away, and I hop back in a reflex born of surprise and fear. A shadowy figure darted out of a corner and headed for the nearest exit. And then Harry chases him. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was lurking. Okay. And he knows Harry is there. And fucking, he does, who else is doing Fuego? Well, by then, yes, you have a fair point there. But, um, so it's fucking Thomas, guys. And I don't understand what's (laughs) happening. And either it's Harry, and it makes no sense. And then... Like a fucking ninja, it's Lara. 
suddenly right behind Harry with guns. We two don't guns. we don't hear two guns. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hear her come. Harry has like <sighs> just, I don't like it. <laughs> it's just it's very confusing and we don't get any answers because there's this whole weird cryptic conversation between Thomas and Lara about, you know, whatever's going on with their family and the white court and their dad and everything. So mm-hmm. it just, I'm super confused because Harry is here because of Thomas. So Thomas wanted Harry up in the mix. Which Lara didn't even know. Didn't. So she's ready to just kill Harry for being involved in shit. Exactly. That he was dragged into. Exactly. And and she's threatening Harry because Harry is, it looks to her, threatening Thomas for no reason. And I don't know what Thomas's game is. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, do you hear how irritated I am? You are so annoyed. <laughs> it's really something. Oh. Uh, that's pretty... That was kind of nice. <laughs> just got real upset there. Um. So, yeah, there's just like you said, like this back and forth about what you're getting in the game now. Are you crazy? And... She says that, like, you're not the only one who relies on people underestimating you mm-hmm. to, like, get shit done. Mm-hmm. But Dad is starting to catch on that you're kind of full of shit mm-hmm. and you're doing something. And if he has even the, like, slightest inkling that I'm working with you, he will kill me no problem. Yeah, that that sounds terrible. Right? Um. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And yeah. it's we've we've heard Thomas talk about his father a little bit over a couple of books now, right? His mm-hmm. father is, according to Thomas, overbearing, can't be reasoned with, thinks very little of Thomas. You know, he's a mm-hmm. sort of a wayward, layabout, no good Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, his dad volunteers him as the as, second. Yes, and when when Harry's like. Why you? He's like, I don't know. You would almost think father was trying to get have me killed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so, this isn't new. Yeah, exactly. Like, but what, what was the idea of like setting your kid up because you don't care if he lives or dies, right? Mm-hmm. Is is one type of fucked upness. But somehow the way Lara says it took it to a whole new level because she's like, no, he'll fucking just kill me. Mm-hmm. Which just seems even worse than like. How's that? I think because it feels like a more affirmative action. Affirmative action, like mm-hmm. like letting your kid go and possibly dying seems passive. Gotcha. Fucking murdering your kid yourself with your own hands seems pretty fucking like you meant for that shit to happen. <laughs> well, and you know it's interesting that you phrase it that way because she doesn't say. He will murder me with his own hands. She just says he will have me killed. So it's not. Oh, like, I thought she said he'll kill me. Well, either she does. She I'm not on the exact. Page. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But either way, like there's no guarantee necessarily that he would do it himself. Like he right. could set it up. Yeah. However, probably. I, you know? I totally read it like it felt like something he would do it. But um. Mm-hmm. But I can't find the page. 
And I like too that that. that oh no, know. she says he'll kill me. She says I'm, if he if he thinks for a moment I'm working with you, he'll kill me without hesitation. Okay. Um. And the fact, like, we've also, you know, part of the understanding that we had with him wanting to get rid of Thomas is that Thomas is like a bastard child mm-hmm. who is kind of an embarrassment. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. so why, like, the fact that he would kill Lara, who seems to be a perfectly serviceable and legitimate child, right? that's much different. I, if, I assume that their father just doesn't truck with any sort of uh, disobeying him or going against him or anything like that. Right. Like, it's his way or the highway. Right. Um, and you know what's funny? Inari isn't in this at all. That's true. And they don't even talk about her. I mean, I guess That's it's true. not that funny, but... It's just like it's like he has two siblings there, mm-hmm. but only Lara is. So it makes me wonder because Inari is on the phone with this father that they are discussing is like a monster, mm-hmm. and she's on the phone with him like, "Oh, he's a good guy, Dad. You know, his name is Bobby. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, and it's like at one point she says something kind of weird. Like she she says his name is Bobby, and there's a pause, and then she says. What an awful thing to say. Aren't you supposed to chase boyfriends off with yes, a shotgun? Yes, 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 yes. Here it is. She is so what do you think that's about? She says, um, yes, Papa. Yes, I know. I will. I won't. Yes, he's here. And then what a terrible thing to say. Her cheeks suddenly flushed pink. So she was like embarrassed. I thought you were supposed to chase boys off with a shotgun. That's weird because it could go one of two ways. It could be like he threatened him with something that wasn't a shotgun. But because she blushes pink, it's like she's embarrassed. So maybe her dad said something weirdly sexual about her and him. Maybe. Or... Or or just something weirdly sexual about him. So that she replies like, oh, I thought you were supposed to chase them away. Why are you right. bring, inviting him in? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe mm. his, maybe her dad said something like, ooh, I wonder what he tastes like. Ew. You, you oh. know what these vampires, girl, you know how they go. You know how they get down. <laughs> Just the way that you said it. <laughs> I wasn't ready. You didn't prep me. Um, all right. So that, yeah, it pretty much, so he has his, his blasting rod still like directed at Thomas and Lara's like, yeah, you're going to let him go. And he tries to be like, well, why should I? And then she shoots his fucking. She sure does. I I, I appreciated that. I like people who don't fuck around, like with a bunch of bluffing and all that nonsense. Yep. I I was really impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, there's something about Lara that really makes me like root for. Yeah, her, I like you know? her so far too. Yeah. I I'm, plus I really enjoyed her um conversation with Trixie and how well she played that. Mm-hmm. So, I like her. And Thomas is trying to 
plead for Harry's life while all this conversation is going on because she never stops threatening Harry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even though she has this whole conversation with Thomas about their family, she's still kind of like, and I could shoot Harry at any second and I wouldn't be wrong for doing that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like that, too, because there's a part of me that's like, I don't blame you, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe, maybe he deserves to get shot a little bit. She says something at one point, like, normally I would enjoy this witty, you know, uh, repartee, but right now I'm not in the mood. (laughs) 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 Which is so great because, you know, Harry is always the wise ass, and she's just Mm -hmm. like, look, boy, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, she's like, you know what we're not going to do? <laughs> Stand here all day and listen to you wax comedic about the situation. <laughs> not into it. I'm sure you find yourself hilarious. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, how many of us have not been in a conversation <laughs> with a man who loved the sound of his own voice and you just kind of wish that you could shoot the tip of his ear and wish shut you him could, up? If it were socially acceptable. <laughs> I would be shooting tips of ears off all the time. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. <laughs> we should have another podcast just called "Shooting Tips of Ears Off." <laughs> that really doesn't have much of a ring to it. I hate to tell you, but yeah, shooting tips of ears off is <laughs> something that people say. It's not a thing. <laughs> I like it because, you know, we would be talking to people, but also getting on their nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, okay, so we're getting on their nerves? Well, yeah. I don't get the premise here, then. Of of the podcast that we should have? Yeah. I don't know, we'll just talk about all the stuff we don't like. That people (laughs) like. You know I'm always game for that. (laughs) (laughs) A podcast about complaining, I'm here for it. Sign me up. But yeah. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so yeah, it just basically ends with Thomas being like, no, don't kill him. Yada, yada, yada. I have like a deal with him. Let me explain. She won't listen. Mm-mm. So then he's like, Lara, he let me to do talk to you. What is he thinking? It doesn't work on her. He should know that. I love, too, that she sways a little. And you're thinking, and then Harry is like, apparently the swaying was just a result of her being on those freaking (laughs) six-inch heels, because... But yeah, and and Harry even says, like, I was really glad he wasn't talking to me, because if he had been, it would have been very confusing. (laughs) He's, like, feeling a certain reaction (laughs) that he is not completely in control of here. Uh, yeah, that actually was something that, like, I kept wondering because they keep talking about how when Lara walks into a room, all the men are just like, but what about the women? Right, right. You know, because I mean, I am a straight woman. Like, there really isn't a lot of give there, but I appreciate a beautiful woman. And it's funny because the comment that Joan makes when I first read it, it just felt like an observer. Mm-hmm. But it could also be read like she's saying it like, you know, wow. 
Mm-hmm. This woman is something. <laughs> yep. But because she says Viagra, it makes me feel like she's more commenting on the men's reaction as opposed to having a reaction herself. Yeah, exactly. And so this thing ends with it looking like she's going to kill both of them. Yep. Which is unfortunate for Harry because he, you know, feels like he got lured into something that doesn't have shit to do with him. Yeah. Um. Which is a little... And I like that she starts off being like, hey, little brother, move out from behind him in case this bullet goes through, because I don't want to hurt you. Right? <laughs> but then she's just like, no, I'm killing you, bro. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and, and, and also, I will say, the fact that she decides to kill him felt like a bit of a stretch, because... Well, well, she explains it, that she's doing this because she doesn't want to leave Thomas to their father's mercies. Because the father is going to be so much more terrible. And she says, because he's like, don't you see that he's getting weaker and we could, yeah, yeah. And she's like, do you know how many siblings have said this Mm -hmm. to me over the years? Mm -hmm. So I like that. Like, that makes it feel a little bit realer that, yeah, uh, okay, buddy, listen, you think you're slick. Yeah. I've seen this. Yeah. This is not new. You think you're the first one to come up with this grand plan. And she also mentioned some other people in the court i guess that are vying for power and their names don't really mean anything to us yet mm-hmm. um one is like something with a mal malvora malvora and one other one scavis yeah so i'm assuming that we'll we'll hear more about them later but um i feel like she doesn't have to kill tom just because she doesn't want to be a part of his plan well, I don't think that's like I think like you said that she's so certain because he's being so <laughs> reckless right now that he's going to get caught. Right. That she's like I am just going to just do this myself because if I don't I'm going to have to watch you get taken down in a really ugly yeah. way. Like but, I've had to watch a bunch of siblings get taken down already and I am not going to do that she, again. But she she also calls calls it taking an unnecessary risk. Right. And I guess she's talking about joining up with his plan, but she says it like, you know, and leave you to father's mercies. And she says, I love you as much as anyone in the world, but I did not survive as long as I have by taking unnecessary risk. And that makes me feel like she thinks leaving him alive isn't just going to be bad for him when their dad finds out, but it's also going to be somehow a risk to her. I mean, I could look at the situation that they're in right now, where Thomas is like on the set with with Harry, a That's wizard, true. and she didn't know any of this That's was going true. on. Like, That's obviously, true. he can't be trusted to handle things yeah. in a smart fashion that does not involve her. Yeah. He does, whether she knows it or not, come off as a liability here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it could you could see how her father could see this and totally misconstrue it and think that she's in on it with. That's true. You know. All right. Okay. I'll allow it. Yeah, because she, she has, he, Tom, he has gotten Lara all mixed up in his shenanigans with Harry Mm -hmm. without her even realizing he was doing it. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. All right, Thomas. Yeah, you might have, you might have this coming. Um, (laughs) yeah, I really do like, I really do like Lara. She's, there's just something so, like you said, no nonsense about her. She's like, no, I'm going to shoot you. I will, I will, 
I could shoot you between the eyes, but I'll just show mm-hmm. you that I could shoot you between mm-hmm. the eyes just to let you know. And in the end, now I'm going to kill you. You know That's who else did that? What was the girl's name on the boat when she shot him in the knee? <laughs> Anna Valmont. <laughs> yes. I am here for these women shooting Harry when they say they're going <laughs> to. That's right. Because he's like, you're not going to shoot me either. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> I do like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he has to stop uh, underestimating people. Yeah, he needs to stop daring people to shoot him is what he needs to do. He needs to stop being so shootable. (laughs) It's really kind of his fault. When you live this kind of life, you bring these problems down on yourself. You really do. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of, you have nobody to blame but yourself. We all try to tell you. (laughs) But you just wanted to live like this i guess you could be doing so much with your life oh why don't god, you just right? go back to school <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i never thought about wizards having kids before <laughs> um okay so that's that's pretty much the end of it mm-hmm. is uh her being like yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take care of this so what do you think happens next I can't see either one of them <clears throat> talking her out of shooting them. I mean, I guess Harry could try. He still has his his rod, but it's oh, I hate it so much. God damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's possible he can um, pull off a spell or something, but I mean, faster than a gun. It would feel like one of them would have to be shot, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe he can't save Thomas, but he can save himself. It's also possible that sister does come running out um, and she. Oh, what? Inari? Yeah. And she okay. complicates things. You know, she shows up and either talks Lara out of it or sees Thomas and throws herself on. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. fucks it up somehow. So you are of the opinion that if she did get involved, she would be on Thomas's side. Um, I don't know if I believe she would be on his side that I feel like if it were to happen, she would be so surprised to see him, you know, maybe she would hug him or something, you know, or she would just mess up Lara's, uh, decision. Yeah. Her momentum, you know, she would Mm -hmm. gum it all up. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm torn between thinking Harry does one of his spells and, you know, saves the day or Inari comes out. I mean, it's possible somebody I haven't even thought of shows up, but they're quite a bit away from the set based on how far Harry chased them. So I don't know who else is just going to go wander by, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just happen to be cruising by right at the exact moment you need them. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm going to say hi to new patrons. And um, everybody, just so you know, we are back on Harry Potter, the rereading. So those of you who have been waiting to become a patron until the rereading was back, get on that shit. Because we just posted the first episode of... The Goblet of Fire, the first three chapters, yesterday. 
And I'm just, you know, it was the sort of thing that we've started so much new material and we've done so many things with Westworld and with this. And I was like, is getting back into a series that we've already read going to be kind of like a drag? No, it's not. Reading those first chapters again was delightful. Mm -hmm. And I always forget how great the Riddle House opening chapter is. Am I... Do you agree with me? I agree 100%. I was glad to be back. So, yeah, everybody, uh, the rereading from book four onward is all patrons only, a dollar and up. And, um, I mean, a dollar, y'all, 25 cents an episode. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to find a better deal than that. It's not happening. So, yeah, patreon.com slash unspoiled to become a patron. And you're going to get some of that exclusive good shit. <laughs> I was going to call it that good good. And like, that means a different yeah, thing. You don't want to do that. Ah. We're, we're not giving that away. 25 cents <laughs> per episode of the good good. Um, so, new patrons this week. We have dun, 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 Heather M., Veronica Karolek, Greg Arnold, Kate Tangus, Kristen Emerson, Anna Sarwe, Rachel, Kaylee Zollinger, JSP, Paige Geyer, Cheryl Pryor, Lucia Bennett, and Samantha Bizesse. Oh, shit. Welcome to all of you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to join the Patrons Only Facebook group. And join the Patrons Only Discord channel. Um... It's a, a server, actually, not channel, with like a million channels so far. We've got every show that is currently running spoiled and unspoiled. Plus, we've got a couple that are not currently running spoiled and unspoiled. There's a lot of channels under the show chats. And then we've got ones like The Lounge, Movies, News and Politics, Other Podcasts, Therapists, Couch, Sports, Fitness, Money, The Wedding, that one's for me, Health, Pets. Habitica, which is a fun thing. If you want to be on our Habitica party, we've got some room left. And uh, meet and greet, which is for patrons who are trying to see if they live near anybody else who's also a listener. And maybe meet up for a drink and make some new friends, which I think is the coolest thing. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it's um, at the bottom of the chit chat uh, Ooh, category. Maybe I'll meet and greet someone. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that if you met them and you're like, yeah, hey. And then you just laugh. <laughs> wow, doing meet and greets is really satisfying. <laughs> really just feel good now. Mm -hmm. I both um, met and greeted. My obligations are met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got, let's see, we've got Connecticut, Wisconsin, Raleigh, North Carolina, Sacramento, California, Temple, Texas, Albany, New York, Central New Jersey, Boise, Idaho, Milwaukee, uh, let's see, Toronto, the UK. I like it. She doesn't say what town. She's just like, I'm in the UK. Anybody? Figure it um, out. <laughs> we have somebody from Argentina, Atlanta, DC, Dallas, Minneapolis, Wilkes Bar. What? What? Wilkes Bar. That's in Pennsylvania. Is it? Mm -hmm. it's not, okay. It's not far. Well, it's like an hour and so from Philly, I think. Oh, yeah. Then we've got somebody else from Northeast Philly. Um, Detroit suburbs, Colorado, Kansas City. Man got people from all over the awesome. place and then there's one a uh, couple from uh, australia also 
So, yeah, I'm, like, delighted by this. If people wind up becoming friends with each other because of the show, like, that's rad as hell. So, yeah, if you guys are, like, looking for people, if if you're in that stage of life that Rashawn and I were discussing (laughs) before we started recording, where you're realizing that, like, you really need to be more selective about who you're friends with because maybe your friends suck. (laughs) We've been there. We've all been there. Realizing suddenly, (laughs) I hate the people that I'm supposed to like. (laughs) And you're like, I don't know how to meet new people. I'm 30 something years old. I'm mid twenties. I'm working. I have a job. I have kids. I have school. I don't have time to go out and just try and meet randos. This is what you want to do. You want to become a patron. Make sure that, you know, you move to a city where there are other people. <laughs> That's a very and important part be of friends the plan. With them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just it probably, move to any city. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll map out a little, like one of those pin pins in the city maps <laughs> of where patrons are. And we'll find where the like concentration is of the most patrons. And then we'll figure out like the exact central dot <laughs> in that, within that like area so that you know the ideal spot to live <laughs> to get to all of those people with the least amount of effort <laughs> so that you have like a really nice big pool of potential friends and you can like move to that city and then start interviews <laughs> and kind of like narrow it down slowly so you know you'll start out with a good 30 candidates and then eventually wind up with probably one <laughs> Let's face it, people are terrible. It's a foolproof plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's not... Our listeners are not terrible, though. We have an unusually good group of people. We really do. We always say that, but it's true. Um, So, yeah. I'm just... I I get tickled whenever there's, like, things happening with listeners that are happening, like, indirectly because of the podcast. Mm -hmm. That, like, I, I have nothing to do with... It really isn't, like, connected, but that Unspoiled is, like, what got it rolling. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing just delights me. It makes me feel like I'm having, like, weird ripple effects. <laughs> and it's like being in a movie, sliding doors. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for listening. If you want to become a patron, don't forget, patreon.com slash unspoiled. Let's see how fast I can do this. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash unspoiledpod, Twitter at unspoiled show, Instagram at unspoiled podcast, and you can email me at unspoiledpodcast at gmail.com. And it was too fast. I ran out yeah. of stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week with three more chapters. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled Network Podcast. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.